Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Wherever you're listening, I appreciate it. If you ever want to watch these shows live, they're always on Twitter, 8 o'clock Central Time, Monday through Friday. This episode is really, really important to me. With everything going on with baseball, I thought it was really important that we don't forget about leagues like the Frontier League, the largest independent league in America. So with that being said, I had Commissioner Bill Lee on to talk about the Frontier League status, what they might do moving forward, and uh, he gave a message to the community in the Frontier League at the end of the episode. A great conversation with him, and I hope you enjoy. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the stream. If you're watching this on replay, thank you for tuning in. If you ever miss any of these streams, they are podcasted wherever you listen to podcasts, and tonight... Tonight's a very special night for me, um, and, and I know for a lot of people that are interested in baseball, joining me tonight is Commissioner of the Frontier Baseball League, Bill Lee. So, Bill, first of all, I appreciate you uh, taking a little bit of time on this Friday night, and uh, I'm excited to pick your brain a little bit. Well, there's not much of a brain to pick after all this stuff that's been going on, and uh, but Josh, it's nice to be here with you on a Friday night, and uh, I'm, I'm actually in quarantine right now because um, I, have a, I have a surgery on Monday. And uh, so I had to go get my COVID test today that they did that swab that felt like it was up to about here in my head, you know, but uh, it was it, at least we're good. Well, I, uh, I, I, I wish you well on Monday. And uh, I know I know this um, this this is obviously a, a very odd situation that none of us could have predicted. None of us uh, are, are used to. I don't even think by now. Um <clears throat> But for, for those who don't know who, who Billy is, again, the, the commissioner of the Frontier Baseball League, but uh, we, go back, we go back to 1994 when he started uh, being the commissioner of the Frontier League. And before that, he spent time with the Birmingham Barons and the Chattanooga Lookouts with Chattanooga. I mean, there's, there's history in that, uh, in that team to begin with. So, um, Commissioner, I, I got to I gotta think that this is one of those situations where you want to do something for the league so bad but you just don't know where to turn. You know, Josh, that you know that's a very that's a very smart statement I think at that at this point because you want to try and do things right. You want to do it for your clubs, you want to do it for your players, you want to do things for your fans, but you also got to keep everybody safe. This is a situation that none of us I'm I'm 66 years old, run the league for 27 years and and that's nothing we've come across. Um Probably the closest thing to it would have been something with 9-11. But you're in Illinois, I'm in Illinois, and obviously Illinois is a little bit different animal than most states. And um, we're under a lot uh, stricter type of, de- of, um, of, of restriction. I should say restrictions are, are a little stronger than they are in a lot of states. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know where it's all going to take us for this year. Um, I know we have teams that want to try and do something. Uh, as, as time goes on, even if it's a little later in the summer, uh, but so much is going to depend on what the gathering restrictions are. And, and Josh, we've told our teams, basically, there's, there's, there's three areas that you got to look at. One, what are the government restrictions that will they allow you to play? What are the, are the gathering restrictions? Those kind of things. Two, what about, what do you have to do in your ballpark and, and, you know, to, in order to keep everybody safe with all the restrictions of cleaning and, and doing all that kind of stuff that needs to be done. And then three, and you know, you have to look at it 
is the financial side of it. Is it is it a, is it a good financial decision to try it? Um, uh, do you lose less by by not playing? Uh, do you lose more by not? Play? What what is it? You know, what do you do? Um, it's a it's a tough scenario that that all of our clubs are in, and a lot of people look to me for God. I swear, I, I swear, though, Josh, if I would have. If I got if, like $100 for every time somebody said to me, you know, Bill, what, what's going to happen with the Frontier League this year? If I really knew the answer, I'd be a very rich man. <laughs> right. Well, I wanted to to kind of backtrack a little bit. Back in, let's let's call it, I don't know, maybe right when this happened, middle of March. For those who don't know, opening day for the Frontier League is the middle of May. So what were the conversations like when these things started happening? Were there... Was there a sense of optimism with with the general managers and, and owners across the league? Like, you know, if we wait this out a couple months, we could be in a very si- different situation. Or were were you guys planning right from the get go multiple situations? Well, the first thing that happened to us, we were we were about a week away from having a league meeting of all of our owners in in, in Florida, and um, and we do that every spring and and. Uh, all of a sudden we started getting these calls from some of the owners that, that said, you know what, I, I'm not sure I want to do this, or my wife is in the, in the medical field, or, you know, I'm in the medical field and, you know, I'm in the legal field and we don't think we should be having a meeting. We don't, what are we going to do? So we canceled that meeting and just wound up doing it over a series of days via conference calls. And that was, that was, like I said, mid, mid March. And uh, then all of a sudden, like the next Monday, what was it? Seven, it was like March 17th. I think everything came down on us. And um, uh, so at that point we thought, okay, well, this will be, you know, a couple of weeks and we'll be fine to go. And then it just kept going and going and going. And uh, so finally around April one, we knew that we were probably going to be delayed with our opener because it's going to, it would take our teams good four to six weeks just to get ready to get up and running. And by the time you do a spring training and things like that, we knew that, that our season would be delayed somewhat. We were, we were hoping it was only going to be delayed until maybe June one and that we could open right around there, but it didn't work so far. So uh, we're still in a, in a wait and see position. And, you know, and we wanted to do a lot of things too, Josh, based around whatever MLB does and, and minor league baseball does and um, nothing's been done. So, you know, we're all, we're all kind of in the same boat. There's a lot of us want to play. Um, we just don't know what we can do. So I want to, um, I want to ask you this question because I, I, I didn't know this until a couple of days ago when I was reading up a little bit more on where the frontier league is today. And the, the Can-Am, uh, I don't really I, you, the Can-Am merger mm-hmm. that had to be extremely exciting because reading up on it, it, it takes the Frontier League to a new level when you're talking about, look, when I was part of the of, of the Frontier League in the summer of 2015 uh, as a broadcaster of the Joliet Slammers, everything was got a bus trip, got a bus trip. And you were quoted in saying, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if teams start flying because there's teams in New Jersey now, there's teams in Canada. So what was that excitement like? And then is there is there any help from those officials in this merger that now you're kind of a, a big a bigger group of of executives taking a look at what the leagues can do? Like what what's that brainstorm session like? 
Well, uh, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun to put this thing together, and, and it was a lot of hard work from a lot of people over about a two-year period. And, um, and it all kind of culminated last summer uh, when we had an all-star game up at, at, in Rockland, New York, at the Rockland Boulders, and now they're called the New York Boulders. Um, and, and it was the Can-Am League versus the Frontier League, and it was basically the older guys against the young guys, and the young guys, the young guys took it to them, Josh. I was, I was, really, I was really proud of our young guys. But, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the people, that, the five teams that joined us from the Can-Am League, uh, everybody, it's, it's, it's more, it's, everybody's a part of it now, you know, and, and, and I'm still the commissioner of the league and, and, uh, we have a little, uh, and I have two deputy commissioners, Steve Tassler, who is always with me. And then Kevin Wynn was their, uh, commissioner and Kevin is now one of my, my deputies as well. Um, he's doing a great job for us. Um, their ownership groups are all and ours are it's all starting to meld. I mean, you know, you, you still got, well, we, you, you get a little bit of the, well, we did it this way. Well, we did it this way. Sure. And, and you gotta, you gotta get it where we are doing something together. And, um, so that's, it, it's, it's fun. It, it's, it's a fun thing to do. Um, there's a lot of great people that are in the Can-Am League. I really, really have enjoyed them. I was really looking forward to it myself. I was going to be in the Sussex County team for their home opener. And then I was going to be in the New York club for their home opener. And then I was going, I couldn't wait to get up to Quebec city and three rivers uh, or trois rivières as they, as they, they say it. It's pretty good. French. And um, they, uh, I, I was really, really looking forward to that. And, and so my fiance and a bunch of our friends were all going up there and, uh, but it's not to be this, you know, it's still maybe in, in, in July or August, we don't know, uh, but, um, you know, it's been, it's been, it's changed a lot of things. And, and for me personally, um, this is my 40th year in the business and really my, my first summer that I don't have something that I have to, you know, other than, other than phone calls and a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, it's not like I have games to go to. So it's, it's, uh, it's different for me as well. Well, believe me, we all uh, we all feel a little lost without baseball. Um, so I, I want to stress the importance to to everybody about the Frontier League. Um, when you hear independent baseball, some people's knee jerk reaction: well, it's it's not it's it's not Triple A, it's not the Major League Baseball uh, scenario. But I want to throw out a couple names for for those who are watching and, and maybe listening to the podcasted version: uh, Nick Anderson, Miami Marlins. Tanner Rourke, um, DJ Carrasco, way back in 1999, Dylan Axelrod. These are all guys that that pitched in in the independent league and in the Frontier League. And I saw it firsthand. The, these guys on these Frontier League teams, the hunger of wanting to play. They just want to play. And some of these uh, some of these players really are able to use it as as a launch pad into the next level and. Look, it's it's unbelievable baseball. I was surprised the first time I saw. I'll tell you what the the third or fourth game I was ever at um, was the Joliet, uh, then the Jackhammers, and Louis Villarreal threw a no hitter. And at that point, I was hooked. I'm like this is amazing baseball. No one ever gets to see a no hitter, you know. And and I got to see one. Um, and not only is it important for the players, but it's important for the communities that that they're in. Um, over the past couple of weeks, we've seen 
virtual celebrations of, hey, we it's not opening day, but we're going to do it virtually. We want to keep our community um, kind of in touch with, with what's going on with the uh, Frontier League. Um, the, the Slammers specifically have opened up their, uh, their left field patio for, um, for, uh, social distance dinners with masks and things like that. So these teams are trying to, to keep, uh, to keep the spirit of summer and the summer and the, and the spirit of baseball, um, within their towns. Is there anything that you, that really sticks out to you that, uh, that a team has done that really makes you proud to be a, a commissioner of this league? In the, in the just the last recent weeks here. Is that what you're talking correct. about? Correct. Yeah. Yes, correct. Um, you know what? Yeah, yeah, everybody's doing something different. And and we've got people that have done petting zoos. We've got people that have done blood drives. Um, there, there's a lot of different things going on. But And, and, and then there's drive-in movies. There's going to be fireworks shows. There's going to be celebrations coming up. Um, but yeah, they're, they're keeping themselves uh, viable inside their markets. And, and getting people used to still coming to the to that facility, which I think is very, very important. And if our facilities and our stadiums can uh, be a bridge to, to help people um, get through a lot of this crazy stuff that we've been going through, now, not, only with the, not only with the COVID, but now with the rioting and with everything else that's going on. And one of my teams told me something very interesting the other day. They, they deal with a, a major hospital in their market. And uh, the major hospital said, you know, we don't have hardly any COVID patients coming in anymore. Uh, our, our hospital, they, they had like three patients is all they had. But they said, what we're seeing more of is people with stress-related things, high blood pressure, heart stuff, more stress-related stuff from, from being basically cooped up. Maybe, sure. maybe it's people with their families that they're about ready to go crazy anyway. But um, you know, no, that, that, and, and if we can serve, if our, if our teams can provide a vehicle, uh, that can, that can help people in that way, then that's awesome. What has the communication been like with, um, maybe not necessarily you, cause I mean, you're only one person. I, I definitely understand that, but what has the communication been like with, with players specifically? Have, have you gotten a chance to, to speak any, to any of the players or is that just kind of a, is that a thing you leave up to the clubs? Uh, mostly, I leave, I leave, we leave it up to the clubs. Every now and then, some of the players will call in and they'll ask what's going on. And I, and I like the players to contact us. I, 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 you know, I think that that's one of the things that I've always done in the in the Frontier League for all the years is that I've tried to get to know as many of the players as I possibly can. And obviously, the guys that are in the league a little longer, Josh, than others, you know, I'm going to know a guy that's been in the league four or five years better than I'm going to know a guy that's in the league for four or five weeks. Sure. But um, uh, no, I haven't heard too much. I'm sure, I'm sure the players all know what's going on. And, and I think that uh, they understand that. Uh, we also want to make sure that if we do get going, that it's safe for them to come back. Plus, there's going to be guys that's, that, 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 that are, are, are going to be very much similar to the big league guys. You know, I'm not sure if I feel safe coming back. So there's two schools of thought on that. And and, and you have to look at it from, from my standpoint, I have to look at it from both sides in a sense. It's, it's kind of like those arguments, you know, when, when managers and, and, and umpires get into it a little bit, Josh, you know, and, and, and so the, the, the umpire will throw out the manager and, uh, and then I get from both sides. Well, the umpire said this, and the manager said that, and 
somewhere there, you know, they always say there's two sides to a story. Sure. Well, in dealing with umpires and managers and those kinds of things, there's three sides to a story because <laughs> there's one side, the other side, and somewhere in the middle lies the truth. Sure. That's, that's, that's how we want to do it. Um, so is there, a, is there a level of, I mean, obviously there's, there's a level of concern, but let's just say you are permitted to get back going. Is there, is there a sense of concern? Like if there's a percentage of a roster that doesn't want to come back, I mean, what happens then? Um, well, in, in our league, actually they could just put the guy on an inactive list and he'd be fine. It's, it's not like uh, they're going to, you know, we're not going to make him release anybody that feels uncomfortable wanting to play or, or from playing. Uh, we wouldn't do that. Okay. I don't want our kids to do that. I'll put it that way. Sure. Sure. Understand. So you mentioned uh, a, a little bit about the, um, just the, I, I don't want to say importance, but I, I guess that's exactly what it is about, um, making sure these things are safe. And I, I know, I'm sure you can't get too far into this, but when we're looking at these other, these other leagues, they're testing every single day. And no matter what you think, that's a financial hit to anyone. Is that something that you would be willing to, to do if they came back or, or is this something where you're like, listen, the, the financial stress of that is a little bit too risky for the frontier league or is it, Hey, whatever we got to do, we're, we're ready to go. And, 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 and it goes back to those three things that we were talking about a little while ago that the teams have to weigh out what are going to be the governmental restrictions. What are the restrictions that are or the, the, the regulations that you're going to have to follow in order to make sure it happens. And then three, is it all financially feasible to do? And, I mean, perhaps testing every day is feasible for some of our clubs. Perhaps, uh, you know, I don't know, because tests can be expensive. And I mean, they, I hear they can be as low as $20. They can be as high as $100. And uh, I know our, our clubs would be, it would be hard for our clubs to test every single day, both teams every day, all your employees that work in a ballpark every day. Um, that would be, that would be difficult to do. Um, but that being said, once again, you, you always have to just go back and see if it's a viable thing and, and people have to make the right decision. If, if it was something that, um, we were required to do, uh, obviously we would do it if we, if we so chose to, to move forward. Um, you know, moving forward here, looking, looking into the future, I know that, um, on the Frontier League site, there was uh, an article just posted that, look, we're, we're still working on things. We're, there's no definite plan, but has there been any unique things that you guys have, have kind of discussed? Like, hey, what if we did, you know, what if we did seven inning games, double headers to try and squeeze games in whenever we were able to come back? Has there been anything unique or just a pretty basic conversation? Oh, we, we've kicked around some things with uh, uh, being in a certain area. Uh, or two areas or something like that. Um, uh, maybe maybe just playing like three or four days in, in a couple areas, making round robin tournaments. Um, you know, we've kicked around a bunch of stuff. Playing a regular season for just 60 games, you know, playing a, a half a season, trying to determine a champion. From my personal standpoint, and probably a selfish and, um, uh, standpoint, and I guess an egotistical standpoint, I sure would like to be able to play so we could say we've had 
all these consecutive years running, you know, 27 years consecutive running. But you know what? If it means if, if it means getting somebody sick or, or, or not what, taking care of our fans and our players and our staffs, then, you know, so be that. You know, so be that little crazy record of, uh, of consecutive years. So what is the – this is so tough to say, so I, I'm, I'm okay if you don't have an answer to this. What, what is the deadline that you might have in mind of like, hey, if we get to this point, there's no way we can come back and play? We're still kicking that around, to be honest. Um, we're trying to figure out what is what is a time frame that works for everyone. Um, uh, and, and we also want to see what MLB is going to be doing, what MILB is going to do, like I said earlier. And, and uh, uh, there's a lot of things to weigh, and, and, and the other independent leagues and us are, uh, are staying in constant contact as well. So I, I'll uh... – I'll, I'll give you the floor for this last question because I'm I'm sure I mean you never know there might be some players around the Frontier League uh, catching this. If if you could give these players and these managers and just the community of the Frontier League a message, what would that be? You know what? Um, hang in there, folks. We're, the Frontier League is going to be around uh, regardless of what happens in 2020. Uh, we're going to keep moving forward. We've got committed owners. We've got committed cities. We've got beautiful ballparks. We're going to keep uh, working as hard as we can to grow and, and, and be the best that there is. We're already the biggest independent league. Um, and, and we, and, and we want to be, uh, continue that. Uh, we love our fans. We love our sponsors. We love everybody that, 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 that is a part of this league. And I love to see guys going on that have, have been a part of it, like yourself, Josh, and doing different things and, um, but you know, I, I, I got on a, a website on, on, uh, on Facebook and it was frontier league history and we were getting ready to do some things and do a video presentation thing that we wanted to do. And, uh, I put just a little blurb on there that I need some pictures from, from years gone by and honest, Josh, I'm telling you within, within probably three hours, there were probably 30 people that had offered it. They're still, they're still putting, sending stuff to me and, and it's great. But for our, for our current fans, for our current uh, sponsors, for all of our players, uh, A, we want you to be safe. B, we are thinking about you and everything when we're making decisions, um, that is the, the foremost thing in our mind is what's going on with our fan. How are we going to make sure that everybody's well with this thing? So we, uh, we want to do it right. Um, if we can't do it right, you know, I, I don't want to do it if we can't do it right. And, um, you know, and you, you got to do things. I learned a long time ago from my, one of my first bosses in this business. He says, there's a difference in major league and minor league, but a bigger difference in first class and second class. And if you can always do things in a first class manner, you'll always do it right. And and I've I've tried to live by that. And I want to treat everybody that's involved with the Frontier League. And maybe that's one reason I've been here for 27 years myself. And I used to have hair, believe it or not. I look at myself. <laughs> I, I had hair and it was dark when I first started this, in this, this job in 1994. But um and I had a and I had a brown beard, you know, like, dang, Josh, what's going on here? Um, I'm just, I just, I, I love our fans. I love this league. This is my life. And, and this is, this is my baby. And, uh, 
we want to do it right for everyone. So uh, if I had one thing to say to everybody, it would be that. Just we want to do it right for everyone involved in the league. I highly recommend everyone uh, to, to find the nearest Frontier baseball team uh, by you. It's unbelievable baseball. It's it's kid-friendly. It's, it's fan-centric. And uh, I, I promise you, you won't be disappointed. So, Commissioner Billy, I appreciate you taking the time tonight. And uh, it, it was an absolute pleasure to speak with you. Josh, it was great to speak with you as well. And for anybody out there listening, drop me an email. It's blee at FrontierLeague.com. I'll be happy to, to talk with you and uh, see where we're at with everything. But, Josh, best of luck to you uh, with your program here and and, uh, and with your future endeavors. And best of luck on surgery on Monday. Thank you very much.